0: Do you ever feel nervous when we start this show, Shannon? Sometimes, you Same. know, a little bit, and yeah. I, I kind of like it. You know, it, it kind of makes you, uh, like it, there's it, little electricity in the room here, right? I, I, when I'm when I'm uh, recording.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, no, of course I'm I'm yeah. on. Right, we are public yeah. speaking here, but I, but I I think that little bit of nerves. I'm like you. I like it. In fact, that's my litmus test. I have found, you know, I spend parts of my life on stage doing the podcast I consider on stage, but also truly on stage, either public speaking or playing music. If I'm about to go on stage and I don't feel a little bit of those nerves that's an indicator to me that I don't care about what I'm about oh, yeah, to do. That's right. And I've been in that scenario and I've learned to walk away from those scenarios. Like, I mean, I'll do whatever that next performance is. Cause I've likely sure. committed to it. But beyond that, it's like, oh, I might want to make a change. Like this is a good you know, time for some self-reflection, but that level of, of nerves, fear, that's healthy fear. There's, yeah, there's unhealthy, there's paralyzing. Fear. Yeah. Paralyzing, paralyzing, fear paralyzing as well. Fear. And, and, and this, this show,
0: could quite possibly be the most important small business show you've ever listened to, especially if you have a fear of public speaking and are looking for ways to overcome that. And all of us have that fear at you know we just described kind of this mild you know our nerves are set on edge a little bit, and that that i I as well find that a good motivator to be sure I'm very prepared. keeps me sharp as, as yeah. As, yeah, keeps you sharp, that's <laughs> yeah. right. um but you know as small business owners, you're going to be public speaking no matter what you do. And one of the things that I love about this guest today is that she is going to talk about how you're public speaking all day long. It's not just about getting up on a stage in front of a room full of people. Of course, you may have that opportunity to do it in in your career as well, but it's also about talking to your employees or your suppliers or a banker or anybody, somebody, you know, an investor, uh, when you're making a pitch, so to speak. So fine-tuning those uh, public speaking skills goes well beyond just that uh, thinking of a large group of audience, and it helps you become a more confident business owner, owner over time. So I'm excited uh, to hear this show today.
1: Yeah, no, I, I'm excited too. This is a good one. We'll, uh, we've got two sponsors for today, texsexpander.com slash podcast and meetotis.com slash SBS. We'll talk more about the details of that once, we are, uh, once we've had a little more of the show, but uh, shall we Perfect. Shall we get to it, Shannon? I'm ready to small business, man. I am ready to small business, too. He is Shannon Jean. I'm Dave Hamilton. And this is Small Business Show, episode 291.
2: As soon as we are in a threatening situation where we're in front of an audience, where we immediately go into that space in our mind, what if I'm not good enough? And I think that's where, that's the reason why most people are afraid of public speaking, because they immediately get into that space. And it's just, and it's, and it's natural for us to be afraid to be less than, you know, to be not good enough. It's completely natural. It's, and and people who are not afraid of public speaking are usually people who don't let that little voice say anything they, they kind of you know, squeeze that little voice and continue going but almost yeah but almost everybody has it no matter how much you know no matter what kind of an expert you are you stand in front of an audience and the first reaction is am I good enough are they gonna think I'm good enough
1: I know you love to talk in public, right, Dave? You've had I, I do actually. Yeah. I miss yeah. it. That's one of these things that I've been, I've been really missing. Uh, thankfully, we have the show here, so that that's we can, true. You know, yeah. keep doing it. I,
0: I enjoy it too, but there was a time where you know, uh, I think all of our lives
1: where it can be really terrifying. And and absolutely, I think yeah. back on the first like <laughs> s- seminar I ever gave, and I mean, it was just. Awful! I, I was petrified. The audience was upset. It was terrible. Yeah, yep, yep. but that—that's how you learn. That's or how I learned. At yeah. least that's and, how and I learned.
0: Learning <laughs> to be comfortable and confident speaking in front of people—it's it, really important to your business success and also your your personal brand. And uh, as you you know develop your talent stack over the years, and a lot of people, myself included, at times you know find it uncomfortable, uh, at least sometimes terrifying. So, today we're going to talk about how to get over those fears uh, and how to add public speaking to your talent stack. Today on the, on the show, we're connecting with Victoria Liesnjanski. I think I got that right. Founder of Brilliant Speakers Academy to learn how not only to overcome fear of public speaking, but how to enjoy it and, and thrive in situations that require it. So, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Victoria. We really appreciate it.
2: I'm thrilled to be here. Hi, how yeah. are you guys?
0: We're good, good. we're, we're good. good. I'm excited to learn the secrets here, uh, because even th- I guess over over the years, I've done it enough to where i'm I'm still nervous, but at, after it's over, I'm just like, dude, I, I'm a rock star <laughs> right you <feel> so <laughs> you feel so good about it, right that you, you that you overcame it, uh, yes. it seems, seems like that. so let, let's start a, a little bit with your background. Um, how did you get involved in public speaking? Share the story that led you to create you know brilliant speakers academy?
2: well (laughs) i definitely did not grow up thinking that i'll be teaching public speaking i grew up thinking that i will never ever speak in front of a microphone because i i was an introvert i'm still an introvert and i used to be absolutely terrified terrified of public speaking i had a really sad i mean kind of funny thinking about it now but kind of sad Episode when I was only 10 years old, I had to recite a poem on stage. And that poem was only given to me that afternoon. And I had to recite it from memory all by myself in front of a huge audience of about a thousand oh. people. And so here I am, a 10 year old girl, all, you know, scared and looking at that audience, completely forgot everything I learned that afternoon. And of course, you know, I'm silent. I'm Shaken, and the audience starts giggling and finally I just run off stage in tears and after that I'm like I didn't want to do public speaking before this now I really don't want to do public speaking and and uh, you know it's been it's been quite a journey because I started my very first business when I moved to the United States when I was in my early 20s and I'm going to totally date myself very old. Okay. <laughs> back back then there was no, you know, YouTube or no uh, Facebook or no live streaming or Periscope or anything like this. And when you had your business and you wanted to expand it and you wanted to grow it, you actually had to go out in real life and talk to real people and speak in front of real audiences. And that was terrifying. I was very, very not ready for it, but I didn't have a choice. You know, when you are an entrepreneur. You have to do what you have to do. You do it. Yeah. And it took me a long time, a long time, a lot of mistakes, a lot of trials and errors, to be honest with you, before I truly felt, I'd say it took me probably close to ten years before I truly felt I completely and totally overcame my fear mm. of public speaking. And awesome. and what was interesting is that I did it my own way. You know, I didn't really I tried to read what other people did. nothing worked for me. I did it my own way. and i I was in a completely different industry. I was in a technology industry. I was um, managing developers and so on. and I did a lot of presentations back then, and people would come to me at the end and they would say, "Hey, you are natural." And I'm like, "No, I'm <laughs> not a natural at all. In fact, I used to be scared. I didn't realize. That a lot of people were just as scared of public speaking as I used to be. And that kind of started, got me thinking that, wait, I just did it for myself. I know exactly how to do it. I know exactly how to take people through this process of being terrified to being completely comfortable. Why don't I teach it? And that was the idea for Brilliant Speakers Academy. I pretty much, you know, being (laughs) a left brain software engineer, I just and I reconstructed every step that I had to take and put it all together. And now I'm teaching others how to pretty much do what I've done. But yeah, it was not my childhood dream.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So, okay. uh, uh, On the background, so this is not your first business, correct? Uh, Correct. You you had another company. So yeah, talk about that, because it sounds like you You use that forum to kind of grow your confidence and and learn through that what 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 what' tell us about the other company?
2: Well, I actually had several businesses you know and i I'm sure you hear this all the time from entrepreneurs that you bring to this podcast is that when you are an entrepreneur to the core, no matter how many times life throws you back into corporate, you still get out and you continue getting back into business, and that's exactly totally. what happened to me. <laughs> You know, it's it's just something that I love doing. It's something that my thing and my, fir- my very first business had to do with what I was doing at my job at the time. Um, I was a software developer. And so my first business was a web development company back when web development was just, you know, starting and a lot of companies needed their very first website. And um did that for a few years. I had a real estate business. I... Had well have I should say still my uh, franchise, the franchise that I purchased about seven years ago and it 's called Natty Scientists of Houston and basically we inspire kids to fall in love with science it 's all about uh, mm. teaching kids science in a fun, engaging way, and I grew that company from uh, basically nothing from zero to being the biggest Nutty scientist franchise in the United States. And of course, we're speaking pre-COVID, you know, then (laughs) things changed for enrichment and school-related businesses. But at the same time, I also started uh, Brilliant Speakers Academy. And so this is my fourth business. Oh, that's great. So,
0: yeah, why is it so important for people, especially business owners, to be comfortable with public speaking? And, you know, why? what is there some common thread that terrifies so many of us uh, when we do it
2: well you know i obviously gave it a lot of thought and i think the reason is it's a status thing in a way you know i I know not a lot of people people talk about it but but that's exactly what it is i mean think of yourself if you've ever been afraid of public speaking think of yourself standing on stage in front of an audience what is the first thing that comes into your mind it's not oh i'm going to be awesome oh i'm going to Blow their mind with how awesome I am, right? It's not that. <laughs> Actually, the first thing that comes into our mind is, what are they going to think of me, right? Yeah. Of sure. What of are they going to yeah, think? Yeah. What, of what me? are
1: they seeing? Yeah,
2: that's right. What What are they going to think that I don't know anything? Are they going to think I'm a fraud? Are they going to think? Are they going to realize I'm not quite an expert as they thought that I am? We tend. To get those crazy things into our head as soon as we are in a threatening situation where we're in front of an audience, where we immediately go into that space in our mind, what if I'm not good enough? And I think that's where, that's the reason why most people are afraid of public speaking because they immediately get into that space. And it it's sucks. just, and it's, and it's natural for us to be, Afraid to be less than, you know, to be not good enough. It's completely natural. It's, and, and people who are not afraid of public speaking are usually people who don't let that little voice say anything. They, they kind of, you know, squish that little voice and continue going. But just almost, go
1: anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: But almost everybody has it. No matter how much you know, no matter what kind of an expert you are, you stand in front of an audience and the first reaction is, Am I good enough? Are they going to think I'm good enough?
1: Okay, so I have a I have a question about that because I've been in this scenario both the, the you know early on especially, but there's still sometimes you know you walk in front of a crowd and you're like, uh oh, like, am I am I really the right one to be delivering this to these people? You know that sort of thing. Midway through, when you realize you're taking a question or something, or someone offers something, when you realize it is actually true, you are not the best expert in the room at this because someone else that's uh, offering a suggestion or asking a question clearly knows more. How do you as the public speaker maintain your confidence in that moment?
2: This is so good. Such a good question. You know, this is extremely, extremely hard. And the truth yeah. is <laughs> the, truth, me. You know, <laughs> the truth is you will never be the most knowledgeable person in the room. If the room right. is big enough, you will yeah. never be most knowledgeable person you have to come to terms with this right away like you have to say you know what no i'm not an expert no i i don't know everything there is to know about this topic but i know enough in my own way to deliver something truly valuable and truly memorable yes Mm. person x may know more but they may not be able to talk about it quite in the way that I can talk about it.
0: Yeah, your perspective, right?
2: It's your perspective, it's your story, it's your personality, it's your experience. It's everything that you as you are bringing to the table, right? It's, I love it. And,
1: no, I like this. Is what, what you just said was, you know, I know enough to deliver something truly valuable. That can be true regardless of your relative level of expertise to any other individual in the room. right It doesn't change. I Absolutely. love that. Oh, this is great. Thank
2: Absolutely. You. Because you know, if you think about let's go, let's say you go to a live event, right? And big conference, mm. and the room is packed with experts, right? Everybody Always. knows and you and you're like, well, who am I? Well you can't be in that who am I space because if you were invited to talk There is a reason. If you volunteer to talk, there is a reason. And that reason is you have a certain perspective that's going to be super duper valuable. And they're going to be, and let's say, let's say you and I, we were exactly the same level experts. We kind of knew exactly the same things, right? Right. And we were, three of us were invited to speak at a conference on that topic. And all three of us are going like, oh man, they know just as much. How am I going to stand out? That's the talk. That's it's kind of a limiting belief talk, because if three of us spoke about the same subject and we kind of had a, kind of the same knowledge of that subject, right? Yeah. All three of us will deliver a completely unique presentation that's going to be interesting in its own. I'm going totally. to deliver it in a way that aligns with my experiences, with my worldview, with my anecdotes with my sense of humor you're gonna do the same for you and it's the audience may not even realize we talked about the same thing that's how different those three presentations are going to be
1: and we could each learn something from each other, regardless of the fact that we came in with, you know, equal levels of expertise, because because of exactly what you said, our ex- our expertise may be the same, but our experience is different. I like Absolutely. this. This is great. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, you know, yeah. it's it's something that I, I just actually spoke on a um, on a live stream not long ago, and I um, sent an email to my audience about this. And it's, I think it's a really good analogy is, you know, how. Different artists, different songwriters, or not songwriters, different singers, I should say. They sometimes perform the same song, right? It's like a, it's a different right. cover. And there was this very famous song in nineteen early nineties by Shenandoah Corner, "Nothing Compares to You." I'm sure, you've heard of, course.
0: of it. Oh yeah, not everybody true. knows
2: it, right? And what I didn't know is that Prince was yeah. the first one who recorded that song.
0: Oh, that's right. That's I right. didn't yeah, know that. Yep.
2: It was Prince. He never published that song. And then after he passed away, his estate actually released the footage. That's so that right. was only two years ago. And so all yep. of a sudden, his song is out. It's exactly the same song. Now, we're talking about same melody, same words, word for word, exactly the same song. But if you watch those two videos, you get, you get a completely different vibe, completely different story, completely different experience. And this yeah, was word for word the same. Each of us, we, we can sing our own cover. As long as we bring ourselves into that cover, it becomes our own interpretation of that same story. Nothing is new, is new under the sun, right? Nobody can say something that's so truly unique and mind blowing, but we can say something in a way that is our own angle. Yeah. And that's what's so important. That's why I like to give cover as an example because oh,
1: no, that's you, perfect. I'm a musician, it, so you're you're oh. hitting me right where it counts. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Really cool. Yeah, and so and that also now the other side of it. And as a musician, you will totally relate to it. Is you know how some people record exactly the same covers that somebody else records. Now, if you take somebody else's cover and copy it, there's going to be nothing new, and you just missed your chance to add something new to the conversation, right? So if you go out there. And you do a live stream, you do a podcast, you do, you know, a presentation from stage and you try to be somebody who you really admire and you just try to sound like them and you try to act like them because, you know, you're afraid of public speaking and you're trying to show up confident and so you you fake confidence, you try to appear confident by mimicking somebody else, you are doing yourself a massive disservice because now, the audience actually didn't get the advantage of seeing the real you and and very often audience sees through it. But very often audience realizes that you are just pretending to be somebody you're not. And that's why it's so important to be yourself. To and I know it's hard and scary. You know, it's like when you're trying to be yourself in front of an audience, it's like showing up naked, right? It's like all of a sudden sure. you, you have nothing to hide behind.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not just covering that person's version. You're doing your mm-hmm. own thing. And uh, yep, that
2: and feels scary. a lot more
1: naked. And
2: it feels <laughs> right. a lot more scary. But this is truly Where the magic happens, where you can deliver, answering your earlier question, you can deliver the same presentation that somebody else delivered five minutes ago, word for word, but you can do it in a different way.
1: You know, Enough. this makes me this gives me an idea for like a conference where for an hour, you know, maybe ten different people deliver <laughs> the same five minute speech. No, like this could idea. be really interesting. Yeah, it would y- be. You know, I I yeah, anyway. All right, I <laughs> this is awesome. I want to take a minute here and talk about our two sponsors. First up is a new sponsor for us, and that is meet Otis dot com slash SBS. Otis knows that digital marketing can be complicated, time-consuming, and that's why mega retailers rely on expensive AI technology to run all of their campaigns with targeting, conversion measuring, automatic optimization. Well, with Otis now, entrepreneurs and small business owners like us can access the same technology at a budget level that truly works. Otis is an easy-to-use mobile app that uses that same powerful AI tech to help find new customers who will love your business. Otis analyzes your existing customers using data from your point of sale system and then uses that artificial intelligence to find them and other people like them who could become your customers and then targets your ads to them online. So with Otis, there's no need to learn multiple complicated ad platforms. You can easily create ads for Facebook, Instagram, and Google right from within the Otis app. Once you do that, then Otis will optimize your daily budget across those three channels based on what's performing best for you at any given time. And of course, you can manage your campaigns and view your results from the Otis app in real time. And Otis is super affordable. Many of their clients see impressive results for as little as $10 a day. This is a real headache saver, right? You pay Otis weekly, they pay the socials, and then your ads just work because They're being targeted to the right folks. So you've got to check this out. And we've got a deal for you because we want to get you started with Otis. Our special offer is a 14-day free trial plus a $25 ad credit. But only when you go to meetotis.com slash S-B-S. That's meetotis.com, M-E-T-O-T-I-S dot com slash S-B-S. Our thanks to Otis for doing what they do and for sponsoring this episode. And next up, of course, Text Expander at TextExpander.com slash podcast. This is one of those apps that, it, like, when it's not running on my computer, I notice it immediately because with Text Expander, I have all the things that I type all the time. And these are canned email responses, like customer service stuff or sales inquiry replies, right? Things that I'm saying all the time, but I want to have happen quickly and accurately because they are representing me and my business to potentially someone that's just now meeting us. Right. Very important. You want to be casual, but accurate. And you can meet that by getting in there and tweaking that message once then you put it in text expander. Now it's on all my devices. It's on my computer. It's on my phone and I can just go boom and send right from there. So I see a query come in. I see something. It's like, yeah, that's it. But I also use it for things like my email addresses, my phone numbers, even short little things that I type all the time, but are subject to me fat fingering. And with a phone number or an email, you fat finger it. You're not going to get the call or the email. Are you? No, This is why I put this stuff in text expander. That way it just works. And text expander can be used everywhere. Like I said, it syncs. You can even have text expander sync for your entire team, right? You put the snippets in either you, or maybe someone who's better than you that can edit these things and really make them shine. They do the edits, you put them into text expander. It syncs amongst all your team, not just you and them, but everybody. Now you've really got a powerful platform to work from and everything is consistent and efficient so check it out go to textexpander.com slash podcast show listeners get 20 percent off your first year textexpander.com slash podcast our thanks to text expander for sponsoring this episode all right shannon why don't you take the next
0: question yeah this is great Uh, that 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 information that is is profound, though, that you're sharing about, it's really the power to be yourself, right, and giving yourself permission to get up there and do it from your perspective. So I I love that. I love that. So is is there a typical type of person that reaches out to you for help? uh, You know, small business owner, larger company, or or is every customer different?
2: You know, everybody is different, but most, I'd say, most of my students fall in one of two categories: they either small business owners. Or they are employed and they need it for their career.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of people, you know, when people say public speaking, a lot of times they you know, they think, oh, that's speaking from stage at a conference, right? But public speaking is everything. Public speaking is such an everyday thing yeah. now, particularly now that we're on Zoom, right? Every single right. day and everybody works on Zoom and, and now we have live streams. So, you know, you're a business owner. It doesn't mean you have to go and be on stage, especially right now, right? You are doing your live streams, you're doing your podcasts, you're recording your videos. This is all public speaking. Or if you're at work, you presenting on the status of your project in a meeting, that's public speaking. And so a lot of people realize that being scared, not being confident enough to speak up, even when you know that you need to speak up at work, let's say, but you're not confident enough to speak up, this hinders their growth in the company or that hinders the growth of their business. So, so I'd say those two categories of people are the ones that need help with overcoming fears. Yeah, I, fear I like
0: that because you're, you're so right. Cause you're, you're public speaking all day at, you know, yeah. whether you're online like now in zoom or you're in the conference room or you're talking in the, in the walkway with a few, you know, of your peers. So uh, I, I think that's really important to recognize that. That's great. So how, ha- how long does it, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really fascinated about the process. H- how long does it usually take for, for you to kind of get somebody to the other side to overcome this fear of public sp- uh, speaking? I mean, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but is, is something that's ongoing training that's needed, or do you kind of reach a point where you're like, oh, I got this?
2: You do reach a point where you got this because here's the thing, and it's, it's mental, it's all mindset. So once you are no longer afraid of an audience, You're no longer afraid of an audience. It's not like you're going to forget how to not be afraid of an audience. You literally, once you overcome that fear, it's yours forever. You stay with Mm. this sense of freedom and confidence forever. Because the truth is, you can't be like, oh, all of a sudden I'm scared of my audience again. Because your mindset is not there anymore. It's not about, again, as I said, it's not about trying to, you know, apply certain techniques and tips and all of a sudden you show up confident or you appear confident. It's changing who you are on the inside. It's really building up your inner confidence so that you never have to worry about, am I showing up confident or not? All you have to worry about, am I delivering what I need to deliver? Because you know you're confident enough and that confidence is going to shine through anything that you do and the way that you speak so no you don't forget it yeah but at the same time it is a process like when i was doing it for myself of course it took me forever because i didn't know i was making so many mistakes you know mistakes that everybody makes truthfully you know i was trying to practice and practice and practice like everybody says right practice makes it perfect sure And I was never getting any better. I was still scared. I was still trembling. I still felt like a fraud every time I stood in front of an audience, which made me realize practicing more is not a solution. It's practicing the right things. That's the solution, not just practicing more being scared the whole time. And it took me a long time to, you know, figure this all out. But now that I put it in the system, so when my students go through it, I take them step by step through everything that they need to know. So how to tackle that fear from every angle, you know, how to understand what fear is and know kind of the logically what fear is and the science of fear, how to approach fear from the mindset perspective, how to build inner confidence in you, which, you know, has a lot to do with public speaking, but also is for everything. Yeah. It's for yeah. everyday far broader
1: you're, than what you're talking about. Yeah, no, absolutely. This, this approaching yeah. fear. We, we yeah. talk one of our favorite quotes uh, from early, early on when we started doing the show five years ago was someone who said, avoid making fear-based decisions. And man, mm. I mean it just it it you know, we we've remembered it, we've regurgitated it, we've sort of internalized it. But you know, one step towards that is to learn to recognize and manage fear, and that's one of the things you're helping people do. You have to help people do in order to get them up on stage and comfortable public speaking, yeah, right? And right. On
2: stage or in front of a camera, you know, either way, right? It's the same yeah. process, it's, it's all, it's all process. on
1: stage. We're on stage We're right on now, stage
2: every, yeah. That's right. That's the right. world is what, how, how, how does it say? The world is a stage, and everyone yeah, is all, an actor, right? Yeah.
1: All, all the world's a all stage, that's right. Thank
2: you. I'm totally not saying that right.
1: We got you, we got
2: you. Yeah.
0: Is there now? Are there some common misconceptions about public speaking that you know hold people back? uh, Something that you know keeps people from being successful or even starting?
2: You know. Oh my gosh! Where do I start with this? (laughs) There are so many misconceptions, and I know you're familiar with a lot of them as well. You know, one of the biggest misconceptions is you that public speaking is a talent that public wow. speaking is a talent that the people are just born with. and if you're not mm. born with this talent, you know, you'll never be good at it. which is a complete complete, I don't know how to say, to say it without using bad words, but it's a myth. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's a, it's a, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it's a myth. And the reason that, the reason why people think so is because, you know, sometimes they see some, I don't know, stand-up comics, you know, comedians that are like so good at being uh, funny and, you know, and it seems like they're natural. And yeah, some people are just extroverted and some people can just talk nonstop. I, I met those people. It's amazing. But a lot more people are, I'd say, like me, you know, who are a lot more introverted, who are not looking forward to, you know, speaking to a bunch of people who are more reserved. And no, I didn't have a talent at all. Zero talent for speaking, zero talent for being out there and talking to a bunch of people. So it's a skill. It's a skill that can be taught, can be learned, can be internalized, and can be practiced. And so that's that's one of the biggest misconceptions. Anyone can learn be a great public speaker absolutely anyone and that goes for a whole bunch of other limiting beliefs you know people always say like um well i failed in the past i you know i know i'm not good at this i shouldn't be doing it or i i don't look attractive enough or i don't sound attractive enough Be on camera or to be on a podcast, my voice is not, you know, attractive enough. Or people say English is not my first language or I have an accent. People always come up with certain reasons why they can't. And I like to call out people on this because they're nothing but limiting beliefs. It's like something to hide behind just so you don't have to face your fear because nobody wants to face their fear, right? I mean, why would you face your fear? You really. I'm more comfortable not doing it but for those of us who are entrepreneurs who are particularly small business owners we don't have a choice we cannot spend our business life hiding behind our fears whatever those fears are and public speaking is one of those fears we can't say oh well but i'm not naturally good at this so i should i you know i'll never be good at it or i'm not i'm an not an extrovert so i'll never be good at it so you you have to you have to look at those statements and truly understand what the statements are. Nothing but a limiting belief that helps us hide, be- hide behind so that we don't have to make a step forward. Yeah. And so I think those are really, really big misconceptions about
0: That's great. public
2: speaking. And, and, and I have had students who came with every single one of them
0: yeah, well, all of us at some point, I'm you know think like this, and and big part of this show is is trying to get all of us to uh, overcome those barriers and that kind of loser think in your head that holds you back. Overcoming mistakes, I mean, we're huge fans of them. I'm going to ask you about uh, one of your best ones in a minute here, but I, I also I want to talk about your business a little bit more now, and. Talking about Brilliant Speakers Academy, what's been your biggest barrier to success? And have you come up with a system to overcome that? How how does that work?
2: You know, with Brilliant Speakers Academy, it was a little, I should say, a lot easier than with my previous businesses because with Brilliant Speakers Academy, I already had the experience of a lot of mistakes that I've made in other businesses and the biggest mistakes that I've made in previous businesses is that I didn't set up systems early enough.
0: Ah, we're big fans of systems.
2: Here. I am a big fan of systems as well. You know, I mean, you ideally <laughs> ideally you want your business to run, not necessarily without you, but without you being in every little corner of your business every second, totally. right? Yeah. You you want you want it to become something that runs like a well-oiled machine. And that's that was my goal from the very beginning. It would be so much harder for me to build Brilliant Speakers Academy if I didn't make this massive mistake with Nazi scientists and then have been fixing it and you know actually made it to run like a well old machine by the end of yeah. right before covid it was just pretty much doing everything without me being involved. But with Brilliant Speakers Academy I I really focused on the systems and I'm sure you guys talked about this brilliant book Ine3 visited by Michael Gerber.
0: Of course, um, it's it's next to our. Uh, it's it's on my uh, uh, counter next to my bed. It's, we, <laughs> we talk about it here all the time. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting great.
2: how some books make such a profound effect on you. Like some business books you read, you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, and then you forget the next day everything that you read, right? But this book made such an impact. I read it when I opened my first business, and. And ever since then, it was always in the back of my mind. How, like, I, I remember his examples in that book, and I'm like, how do I make my business run like those examples? Yeah,
0: so great.
2: And that's so awesome. I, I would, you know, anybody who is just starting their business or anybody who is struggling with their business, you have to get your hands on that book and and really focus on trying to create repeatable processes, and that every and then and then things become easy or easier yep. for you as an entrepreneur. No, that's and great so so that that may not necessarily be you know the biggest barrier to success it could have been the biggest barrier to success if mm. i have not been if I have did not have this barrier to success in my previous business, let's just it's put it good, this way. A,
0: yeah, that's a good system to a- answer that question. I like it because uh, you kind of spun it, which is is good. I, I'm I'm a big fan of that. Uh, I, I, we're also really big fans of mistakes on the show, since they teach us so much. You know, especially looking back on them, because I'm sure. I, I mean, I've made so many. I don't think Dave has made any. But what what what's, what would you say is your best mistake? The one that stuck with you and taught you a valuable lesson as a business owner that you can share with our listeners
2: you know i made a very big mistake when i had my very first business i decided to have a partner in that business and i brought oh. i already had the company going and then i brought somebody who i knew through work but i didn't really i was so inexperienced oh my gosh i was so young and so inexperienced and we didn't have any paperwork signed nothing it was all handshake and I realized pretty quickly that that was a bad decision that the partner didn't really know much about what we were doing and wasn't a good fit. But at that point he was already part of the business and it was very hard for me to dissolve that situation. And um, it was something that taught me very early on um, about two things. Number one, you need to be very careful, very selective of who you bring on as a partner. And number two, sign some papers so you know (laughs) this this was this is not a very common mistake but still a mistake oh and by the way speaking about mistakes can I just say something about public speaking because I am oh my gosh this is (laughs) one of the reasons why people are so afraid about public speaking in general is because people are afraid of making a mistake right? right you are so afraid of making a mistake what if I say something wrong what if I say this way and maybe it was completely wrong or i mispronounce a word or i fall on stage or whatever people are always afraid of making a mistake and just like in business in general you make a mistake and you keep on going you do not focus on that mistake in the way that you obsess over it like when you make a mistake in business you learn keep on going you don't let that mistake stop you in your tracks because what sometimes happens in public speaking, right? You, you, and, and it may have happened on the show with you where you are speaking and all of a sudden you forgot where you were going with it. Right. Let's say all completely. The time. <laughs> yep. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: And it's just, when there are two of you, you can play with each other. So it's a little easy. But if let's say there was one person and you're like, Oh, I forgot where I was going and I already said like I've been talking for five minutes and now I cannot nicely get back to what I was saying. So what? right? You make a mistake. Okay, what do yep. you do? What do you do in that situation? You laugh. You laugh about yourself. You laugh about yourself. You go, like, so funny. I, I I totally forgot where I was going with it. But you know what? Let me go to the next point. And if I remember, we'll get back. Or you yeah, ask be, your be audience. Be authentic
0: about it. Right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Be authentic about it. But you have to be able to laugh about it. When you laugh about your mistake, your audience forgives you right away. Especially right away. Yeah. especially if you, let's say, you're live on stage or you are, on a, let's say, on a live stream where you get immediate feedback through comments. I, I had it happen to me where I forgot where I was going and I just said, guys i'm so sorry i completely forgot where i was going with it if you remember what i was talking about can you please put it in the comments for me
1: (laughs) i mean that is that is a freeing moment though i i I now understand i had a moment like this where i gave the same presentation live in person at a a (laughs) computer conference uh back to back there were so many people that wanted to hear it they asked me can you stick around and do it again which was flattering it was great Uh, (laughs) um i the first time through i was terrible though i i like things i let things get off the rails it was not good second time through i had my handle on everything and it was good but there was a moment where i began sharing an anecdote because you know you gotta keep it personal and funny Mm -hmm. and i could not remember if i had already shared that anecdote (laughs) with this audience or the previous one. I'm like, I've said this story standing in this exact spot already today. I don't know. But I and so I just decided I'm gonna look at, you know, these three different people in the front row here. And if their faces look confused, that's gonna tell me that the that I've already done this. And then I'm and then I'm gonna and then idea. I'm gonna fess up and all that. But that moment has stuck with me. And now I realize why from what you just said. That's the freeing moment where I realized, wait a minute, it's okay to make a, that kind of mistake. It's okay to make any mistake. Just be honest about it and, and your audience will be with you. No, this is great. Okay. So I have a a question for you. How, wh- what are, what are your favorite tip or two about controlling a rowdy audience or a, an audience member who wants to sidetrack your, your presentation with their questions, their Concerns whatever it is, they want to have their own presentation from over there while you're doing yours from over here.
2: You know, this question does come up all the time um, in um, among my students in our Facebook group because this happens a lot. You know, and it, it may happen um, in a presentation, more like a you know stage setting, but it also happens in work meetings quite a lot where somebody tries to right. hijack the conversation, and or another variation of that same situation is where. You are doing a presentation, let's say live on stage, and there is somebody in the room who makes you extremely uncomfortable. They may not be saying anything, but just by being there, they make you extremely uncomfortable. And the best thing that you can do for your mindset is completely ignore that person, if Mm. you can. Now, most of the time, if you're the one presenting, you are in control of who speaks, Right? You right. are in control of allowing or not allowing questions. So let's say you were allowing questions. You somebody got up and so asked some nasty question, were very, I don't know, maybe it was just not nice, polite in the ways they phrased it, maybe tried to argue with you. And you you just have to you just have to stay calm, smile, and say, you know what, let's talk about it just a little later. But let me get back to and you remember not to let that same person ask a question and you have right. to completely yeah. ignore them. And then Good. the way you do it is, and, and, and you really have to do it, honestly. So like the, the way you do it is you put blinders on, Yeah. right? You put blinders on. You do not make eye contact with that person. You, you completely don't even look in that part where the person sits. You pretend that person is not there. And you immediately go back to your mindset of, I am here for a reason. And that reason is not to argue with this idiot. The reason is hundreds of other people who are in this room that came to listen to me talk about something that's extremely valuable for them. And you put yourself back into that mindset of, I am a giver. I'm not going to waste my energy on somebody who is trying to create a situation here that's not going to be even pleasant for anybody involved. I'm just going to continue focusing on me being a giver, being saying everything to the benefit of the rest of my audience and i'm not gonna let that one person ruin it for me and for everybody else
1: now that's great that's great advice that we'll deal with it later addresses their whatever it was they said it addresses it and puts a pin in it you'll never actually come back to it but no, by saying that it, it, it puts you back in control yeah I, I like that it yeah. puts
2: you back in control but the way you also but it's also important to say it in the right way you know you smile. Yes. You don't look un- You don't look like you're about to start arguing because that kind of a person would feed on, yeah. you know, arguing. Well, oh, that's what and- you're trying
1: to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. He's trying to create a situation where you and that person are all of a sudden antagonists and you're arguing and talking over each other and all of that. That you cannot let happen. And that's why you immediately go like, you know what? Um, that's such a good point. But let us get back to that. You always try to, in a way, agree without really agreeing, right? Um, without creating a confrontation. So that that person, whatever the negative statement and negative energy that's coming from there, it's counteracted by your positive energy, by you saying that, you know what? It's Especially at work. You, that happens all the time, but you go like, sure. you know what? This is such a great comment. I can definitely see where you're coming from. Let's talk about it in a minute, but let me finish over here, right? That's what you would do at work, anytime. And it works great. Um, and it's the same way you would handle uh, that in the audience setting, but again, you are the one in control. You have to remember, yeah. you do yeah. not have to get to the level of negative people or people who are there for their own reason. Because if there are a hundred people in this room, mm. ninety-nine people are there to listen to you. And right, that one yeah. person that's right. does not matter.
1: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great point. This is awesome. Thank you so much. So I I have you've already given us so many tips and, and actionable things. We are huge fans of action here on the show. So before we let you go, I kind of want to give you uh, free reign on this instead of guiding you towards a question. Is there any favorite tip that you like to share about public speaking that you'd like to share with our audience here today?
2: Absolutely. Let me let me leave you guys with this because this is something that's absolutely actionable and everybody can start implementing it right away. You know, there is a reason why we go into business, right? why we become business owners. Especially true with small business. We don't just do it for the money, right? Because the money may not be there when you are a small business owner. You do it because... We, we prove
1: money. that regularly. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah <that's> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, you do a specific business because something about that particular thing that you will be helping people with... Just ignites your passion, right? There is something you know. There are, you can you can open a I don't know mosquito killing business, which is I'm sorry, I'm in Houston, though it's very much a uh-huh. problem here. <laughs> so you know you can have you open a mosquito business, or you can open a business that teaches kids how to uh, have fun with science, right? You have so many options, but why you choose one business as other? Because you're passionate about it, and and every business that you have. You always think about it. How much can I give? How much can I give to my customers? It's not about receiving, because as soon as you start focusing on receiving, you you fail in business. It's only when you focus on giving, 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 giving the best, the most of you, the best of you, giving the best of your company to your customers. Yeah, that's what value when they become, are you adding, right? Absolutely. That's when they become clients for life, right? We all know it about business. But it's the same thing about public speaking. So, next time you are turning on that live stream, you're turning on that video, you go on a podcast, or you are live in front of people, what I want you to do is I want you to focus on being a giver, on trying to do everything in your power to focus on your audience. Because again, naturally, and we started with this, naturally, we tend to focus on on ourselves and how we're afraid and how we're not good enough. You need to take that thinking completely out and instead focus just on your audience. What do they need? How can I benefit them the most? How can I give them information in such a way that's going to make the most impact that may inspire somebody or change some, change somebody's lives, right? You want to do everything for the benefit of your audience and focus on that only because when you focus on your audience and you don't focus on yourself and your fear and your lack of confidence, something magical happens. And that magic is you actually stop feeling fear. You're so wrapped up in, 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 in that audience and in what they need and what you can give and the stories that you tell and you know how they're looking at you and you see it in their eyes that you are getting through to them. You're so wrapped up in that that you forget to think, oh, I'm scared. Oh, I'm not good enough. And this is a magic moment where the fear goes away. And so if there is one thing that you can do today is as soon as you turn on that camera, as soon as you set up that microphone, you start thinking not about, oh, it's a camera, it's a microphone. No, who is behind it? And how can I make their life better today? Just by speaking. And that's, that's gonna make it a huge, the biggest difference.
0: Yeah. That's that's. I mean, the, mat, the the information that you've left with us today is just so powerful in in so many ways, and well beyond the realm of just public speaking. So, I mean, it's it's really uh, uh, there's just some great tips, and, and that we're gonna dissect here. And and I, I really appreciate you spending some time with some with us today, talking about your business experience and about ways to help us succeed and our listeners to succeed. Thank you again so much for coming on the show, Victoria.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I'm thrilled great. to be here.
0: Yeah. And so tell us the, the best way for our listeners to connect with you and to learn more about Brilliant Speakers Academy.
2: Well, the best way, the best way to connect with me would be through my website, L. Com, L for Lesniansky because nobody can spell it. So it's by <laughs> Victoria L. Com, And I have some free resources on my website that you can take advantage of. I have some free training, which is really awesome. You definitely want to grab it. And it's going to be the best 12 minutes of your life, because I'm going to teach you something in just 12 minutes that's going to make a huge, huge difference. And you can read my blog. You can watch my videos. And I would love to connect with you.
0: That's great. Yeah, I spent some time up on your blog uh, before we're coming on the show and some just some great content up there. Uh, I love your outlook, your positive outlook, you know, and uh, thank you again. Please come back, keep in touch with us and, uh, you know, let us know how Brilliant Speakers Academy is doing and, you know, take care. Thanks again.
2: Thank you so much for having me and good luck with everything.
1: Thanks. Wow, I I I learned a ton. This was awesome. She was great. I love her enthusiasm and uh, you know
0: her her authenticity about it. Right? It is. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know exactly who she is. She's comfortable. She, like you said, she practices what she preaches. In 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 that she just does it.
0: And yeah, yeah. It's great. And uh, uh, there's so many good tips in here that. You should just, you know, listen to this show. Go back and listen again. (laughs) Everything from, you know, talking about the e-myth that you should Mm. be, you know, reading at an early stage of your business development if you can. If you haven't, go back and read it now or revisit it. Uh, and, you know, also talking about, you know, her best mistake, the the partnership she set up without any paperwork. Oh, <laughs> you know, we talk dude. about that all the time, <laughs> uh, you know, and so yeah. and, and that's a great lead too. you know, our, our next small business pocket guide is uh, publishing on September 1st. We're just getting ready to hit the click the button. And there's a huge section in there all about why you have to have uh, paperwork. And we also give away the famous working agreement that we talked about here on the show all the time. Um, so you can go get pre-order it now. We can, at the uh, business show.co forward slash guides. If you buy the mistakes, small business pocket guide, you get the partnerships guide for free. For free. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's great. I mean, I, I really love talking about there. I had a smile on my face the whole time Same. and uh, just some, some great stuff. So if you need help with your, you know, public speaking in any sort of venue,
1: Sounds like she'd be a great fit. She, yeah. I, I learned. I, you know, I, I, I came in thinking I was an expert at public speaking, and I realized I still have tons to learn, which is always great. It's, it's yeah. I, feeling like you're an expert. I, 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 find that danger. Like that's a warning sign no. to me. Y- yeah. You know, if, if yeah. internally, like, if, oh, wait a minute, can't get I, too yeah, confident. There's to always a, something to learn. To learn.
0: Yeah, I listened to Marcus Lemonis who's got a show on CNBC, The Prophet. I, list, I I went to a conference and he was there. There's only about 50 of us there. Yeah. And, and one big thing that he taught was that vulnerability is what connects you with people. Totally. So if you can be real, and even if you screw up or make a mistake or, you know, whatever or tell a story. And that's what he did. He told a real true story about his life that he asked us not to share with anybody else. I'm sure he maybe tells it over and over. Of course but, he does. Uh, like, yeah. But he's like, please don't share it on the internet. Yada, yada, yada. But you mm. instantly kind of felt a connection with
1: this guy. What a and smart he had thing this, to say. Please don't share it on the internet. Please
0: don't share it on the internet. Let me tell you about something that happened to me when I was a, ke- a young kid. Yeah. And it, it was a, a really vulnerable moment and, moment. and I could see everybody kind of looking. It was all small business owners. It was in Chicago. Uh, and everybody was kind of looking at it going wow i've never i don't think i've had a, a a talk started like this before so you know just it, it just builds up on victoria's comment about authenticity and, and really being yourself and thinking about what value you're adding to your audience not being so concerned about
1: yourself wow. so it's cool yeah no that's right it it, it it's the great equalizer yeah it is yeah, yeah that's great yeah. I, I, cool. I really enjoyed it all right, folks. Well, you know where to find us. You know where to find the pocket guide. Co is where everything comes from, including your comments, feedback at businessshow.co. We would love to hear from you. It We make our day. I would love it. All right. So send us something. Appreciate, even if you just appreciate the show and say thanks, that that means a ton to us. But it does. If you have specific comments, positive, negative, in the middle, whatever, f- suggestions, send those to feedback at yep. businessshow.co. And that's all we got. Thanks uh, thanks to our sponsors, of course, textexpander.com slash podcast and meetotis.com slash SBS. And uh, we'll see you next week. Keep living that charmed life, will you? Take care.